day. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in to uh, my second episode of Monday's Life. My name is Camelia Shackleford, and I am the author and founder of Monday's Life. Monday's Life started off as a blog encouraging others to continue to live the kingdom lifestyle outside the walls of the church. So my theme is Monday's Life, living a life beyond the Sunday morning services. Um, Things happen in church and um, we just don't know how to respond and we don't know how to react to those things according to how to apply it to our lives. So this is what this blog is, some things that occur in church and the next steps that we should do um, in life. So if you've been following my blog um, and following my first um, video broadcast, um, we were were talking about deliverance and uh, we were talking about how one Sundays, um, some charismatic churches, they go through the whole motion of um, deliverance when they're uh, coming down to the altar and um, receiving um, help and deliverance, and sometimes people will manifest and things like that. And so the, the question is, what do I do after that? Um, after I got up off the floor, after all is said and done, what are the steps that I need to take to maintain my deliverance? And so um, I've been talking about that um, for the past two weeks. And so I gave four points last week, and I want to continue on talking about deliverance and dig deeper on the the. F- the four points I gave last week, the day, and I called this blog the day after deliverance. So this is day after li- deliverance part three. Um, and you want to immediately follow, actually it's three points, but number four says repeat steps one and two. So there are actually three steps. There's three steps that you can follow um, after um, going through, deciding in your mind that you want deliverance. So point number one is talk to the Lord. Um, point number two is to read your Bible. And point number three is to create your sphere of influence. So it's all about developing discipline. Um, you got to live a life of discipline. So I'm going to touch on the, um, on the three points. And I'm going to talk about number one is talk, to talk to the Lord. Um, and it's important to develop a prayer life with the Lord. Here you will gain guidance, encouragement, love, and instructions on what you should do in life. This is your personal time. With the Father, um, Psalms 32 and 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go, and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Um, it is so important to hear the voice, to hear the voice of the Lord uh, for your life. It is good to seek counsel on certain situations, but we must not always take what people are saying for gold. Um, God will place people in your lives uh, known as spiritual mentors, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. Um, uh, I want you, I want for you to, to touch on um, is hearing and trusting the voice of God for yourself. I believe that many of us trust the voice of man over the voice of God. Usually when the Lord is speaking concerning situations, sometimes we don't want to hear what the Lord has to say because it goes. sometimes it will go against our will. Um, we have a habit of um, confirming the voice of God with man rather than confirming what man say with, with God's word. Um, I had a friend who wasn't, who was so sure that she was supposed to move out of town because 
her spiritual mentor told her that she needs to move out of town. I posed a question to her. I said, well, what did God say about your situation? She looked at me kind of perplexed and puzzled. And she and she said, well, I trust my spiritual mentor. And um, I, my next question was, well, do you really, do you trust your mentor more than you trust God? Sometimes people can say things that tickle our fancy, but rather than speaking about what God really wants for us. So we are still... Uh, the the church, um, some of us are still kind of stuck in the Old Testament tradition of going to the priest or going to somebody to speak to the Father on our behalf. We have to remember that those days are over. The veil has been torn and we don't have to go through man to talk to God. So I pose, uh, so a question I pose to you is that, have you placed yourself in the position to hear from God? Um, the Lord is waiting for us to speak to him and he is waiting for um, to speak to us, but do we um, hearken to the voice of the Lord? God is waiting for us to say, speak for thy servant is listening. In the book of Proverbs, it says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure upon my commandments with you, making your ear attentive uh, to the wisdom and declining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like you seek silver and search it as uh, for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge um, of God. Listening is an art. Um, it takes time to realize when God is speaking, when it's yourself or when the enemy is trying to speak. We will make mistakes and miss uh, when God is speaking. But if you confess and realize that, um, that, that God wasn't speaking at a certain time or God's not speaking, it will help you to develop your inner ear even more. You have to be able to decipher whether or not it's yourself speaking, whether or not it's the enemy speaking, or if it God actually speak actually speaking to you. So that leads me to point number two. Point number one works hand in hand with point number um, two. You are able to hear God through his word. Here are some scriptures that talks about um, how God wants for you to hear from him. Um, in Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Um, Isaiah 30 and 21 says, And your ears shall be uh, shall hear a word um, behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, um, Luke eleven twenty eight says that blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Um, John 8 and 47 says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear him because you're not of God. Um, and in the last um, verse, um, Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, like I said in the first video, there are a lot of Bible aids out there. There are a lot of topical Bibles concerning various topics that can help you when you're feeling a certain way. Um, when you're reading the word, it awakens you, it stirs you up in your spirit. It gives you hope and it sustains your life. Um, when you stay in the word of God, it will lead you to a life of freedom. 
The Bible says that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Proceeding is a continual motion. It should never stop because God has a uh, God always have something to say to you in psalms 111 it says that thy word have i hidden in my heart that i might not sin against thee once you have the word of god in your heart on repeat the desire to sin against god decreases that leads me to point number three it's all about the company you keep uh, create your sphere of influence first corinthians 15 and 33 says do not do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Um, Proverbs 13 and 21 says that whoever walks in the wise become wise, um, but the companions of fool will suffer harm. Um, if you do not know who's around you is the best um, influence for your life, pray to God. And he will show you their heart. Um, if this person is not helping you to become a better person, then they, they may not be for you. If the if um, if the people around you are condoning um, your bad behaviors and do not call you out, then they may not be the great company for you. Some of us created bad soul ties with people that should not have been created in the first place. But if you are serious about breaking um, breaking the bondage, breaking the spirit um, between you two, um, the spirit of the Lord can break a tie. It can break bondage. It can break chain. You have to learn how to create godly soul ties, such as with um, Jonathan and David. Jonathan saw the destiny of David and did all he could to help David to get to the point where he needed um, to be. David was destined to be king, but Jonathan knew the way. Even though Jonathan was next in line, Jonathan knew the anointing was on David to be king. Now, that's a covenant relationship. Jonathan was entitled to the next seat to the throne, but Jonathan realized and recognized the anointing on, on David's life and did all he could, even risk his own life to make sure that, John, uh, that David got to the point where he needed to. God wants you to present yourself to him and he'll do the cleaning. We cannot make ourselves holy. God does the sanctifying and he does the purifying only God can blot out our transgressions. He wants um, those things that we are holding on to. If it was our choice, we would want to hold on to those things. God said, give it to me. God said, I want you to lay aside every weight. God is with you through your deliverance process. He wants for you to be set free. Deliverance is a day-by-day -day event, and it takes effort from us to do so. One Sunday experience does not fix your problems, but it can help and push you to the place where you need to be. Nobody was born perfect, so let us respect and help those through the deliverance process. Um, let us not talk about uh, and make fun of those who are trying. At least they are trying and no longer living in denial. Um, we should be a community that will want to see every everyone free and walking in their deliverance. So that ends my series on deliverance. Um, if you want to send me questions or just want to chat, my email is mondayslife, 
mondayslife at gmail.com. Um, if you want to read my blog, um, it is mondayslife.wordpress.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Monday's Life. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week.